Welcome to PageCast's holiday season. This December, we're looking back and reflecting on all the incredible books published in 2022. We've asked a few special guests to review their top pick for the year and to give us a taste of what they'll be reading this holiday and in the new year. We hope you enjoy this episode of PageCast's Books in Review for 2022. Hey everyone. Hi, I'm Dan Weekly. I am the book lover behind Does My Book Look Smart? And I'm here with PageCast Books and Review for 2022. And I want to start off with what undoubtedly is the one that I've been recommending to absolutely everybody. It's called Counterfeit. It was an absolute joy to read. Ava and Winnie are old college roommates and they serendipitously bump into each other after years apart, just when the one really needs the other. Ava's a stay-at-home mom with a fractious toddler and a less-than-loving relationship, and Winnie is wealthy, charming, and just a little bit shady on the business end. It turns out that Winnie facilitates a counterfeit operation in luxury handbags between China and the U.S., and Ava is at first appalled and then intrigued and then dragged in deep. It's such a fabulous read not just because it's liberally littered with designer bag references and all the snobbery that comes with luxury fashion, but also because Ava and Winnie are just such great characters, both of them. And it very cleverly dives into minority groups' take on the American dream and our collective obsession with outwardly ticking all the boxes of everything from being at the right school to having the right handbag. So absolutely loved it loved the con and loved the twist at the end. Just a great, a great read, especially going into the holiday season. Another big winner for me was The Maid by Nita Prose. Um, This came out much earlier in the year and there was so much hype about this book, not because it has anything to do with the Netflix show, which also came out of the same name, although I have reason to believe that this book has also been picked up for movie rights. Molly is a maid at a posh London hotel. She's a worker bee in the great hive that is five-star establishments. And as such, she is all but invisible to the guests. And she adores the simplicity and the routine of her job until on one perfectly average day when she enters a suite, she finds the guest dead in his bed. Molly is naive and incredibly sweet. And this makes her think that she is a real innocent in all of this until her quiet and slightly awkward demeanor actually ends up making her the prime suspect for this guest's murder in the eye of the police. And it is only then, frustratingly so only then, that Molly is galvanized into action. And the only way, obviously, out of her predicament is, of course, to solve the crime. And you're so happy to get to this point in the book because by this stage, your sense of injustice on Molly's behalf will be threatening to blow the top of your head right off. But what an unmitigated joy this book is as Molly unravels just who is on her side and who isn't and who the real culprit is. I really, really love this. I hope it's not the last I read of Molly the Maid. She's great fun. And if you loved Eleanor Oliphant and those kind of books, you'll absolutely adore this one too. So another big fave of mine for the year that was. I do love a bit of a thriller, as you'll tell, from the crime capers and a little bit of murder in five-star hotels. And Lucy Foley is no different. She is absolutely ace, in my opinion, at Locked Room Mysteries. She's been described as the Agatha Christie of the Instagram age, and I think she's brilliant at whodunits, but particularly those played out in front of a captive or captured audience. And the Paris apartment is exactly this. 
So Ben's sister decides to drop in on him in Paris rather unexpectedly. And while she's not waiting for a bit of a lavish welcome, she is expecting her brother to let her inside the apartment building. When this doesn't happen, she finally breaches the actual building and finds a whole lot of rather suspect, sketchy tenants and a lot of clues pointing to the fact that Ben has gone missing, not least of which because he kind of knew she was coming even though he didn't, and he wouldn't have been that dastardly uh, to have disappeared when he knew she was en route. So much as she tries to tell herself it's fine, she really can't shake the bad vibe, and she starts looking for clues as to where Ben has ended up. And basically everyone in this Paris apartment building seems guilty, from the rather mysterious caretaker to the abusive downstairs neighbour to the young, rather stalkery girl across the way, to the wealthy woman in the penthouse upstairs, and even Ben's old vasty friend. So it is twists and turns all the way as you kind of murder she wrote your way through each of the tenants in the building, trying to figure out exactly who did what and where Ben has ended up. Amazing climax, and just made me want to kind of get to the end faster and faster. Really, really enjoyed that one. So for a whodunit, that absolutely tops my list. And then for something a little bit different and slightly out of the thriller genre for a bit of adventure, there's a new writer, T.L. Mogford. He wrote a book called The Plant Hunter. To put you out of your suspense <laughs> super quickly, it's marvelous. It's the kind of book that will make you fall in love with historical fiction. It's just so richly told that you can almost imagine yourself on the Yangtze River in the middle of rural China in the 1800s the only non-Asian around for thousands of miles being eyed up by pirates. Harry is a plant salesman in London's Chelsea, and the competition is fierce among the nurserymen of the time to deliver up the most exotic, never-seen-before plants to London's well-heeled, curious clientele. And Harry desperately wants to be a plant hunter, who are these renegades who set off for far-flung corners of the globe to find exotic plants that no one's seen before. And in a twist of fate and crime and bad fortune, he gets the chance to escape London for China with just the clothes on his back and a map to a legendary tree to make his fortune. And he is marvellous, such a great character. His soon-to-be sidekick ends up being the widowed wife of a British opium trader in China and then their Chinese guide. And all the characters are so richly told and the history of the country at this time is so richly told. that It's just the most divine, divine story and I urge you to read it. It's one that everybody will love. So those are my four fave faves for the year, for 2022, for 2023 and kind of looking towards the end of this year, even in summer and what I'm reading for the holidays. I always love that Karen Swan does a Christmas themed romance. So the Christmas postcards is definitely on my holiday reading list. Also on my list is the new Robert Galbraith. I love Cormoran Strike and his London focused detective mysteries and the new book, Ink Black Heart is a banger. It's enormous. It'll keep you going for the rest of the holidays. He's such a compelling character, Cormoran, and I love that he's slightly damaged and super interesting. And then Jodie Pickold's new book, Mad Honey, because I never met a Jodie Pickold that I did not want to demolish. Mad Honey tells a sort of twisty-turny tale of teenage love and gender identity, and it seems super, super interesting. So I'm holding on to that one as well. And those are all my reads for 2022. So thank you for having me, PageCast. Thanks for listening to this episode of PageCast. To make the holiday season that much better, we are giving away weekly book bundles of all the top picks. Follow us on Instagram at Jonathan Bull Publishers to find out more.
From everyone at PageCast, happy holiday.